Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 331 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we will be talking about the box office from this past weekend as I was out of town and was not able to do a box office breakdown video for Sunday, and so I figured I would do a little bit of a preview of that. I plan on recording that video tomorrow, as well as the video for the Geeks and Gamers channel as well. And so, of course, tonight we'll be focusing mostly on The Batman, as it indeed had a very successful second weekend, though not as successful as it would need to be in order to have any type of projections leading it to potentially reach a billion dollars. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil that, I guess, already. Uh, I do not think the film will reach a billion dollars unless, of course, it's able to do crazy money in communist China, which, again, might be good for the studio, might be good because they could say, oh, look, we got a billion dollar film on our hands. However, it would not be as impressive as Joker, which reached a billion dollars as a rated R movie without China. And also, it would still then be giving millions upon millions of dollars to the Communist Party of China, which would result in even more human rights violations. But before going any further into that or anything else, please make sure if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. If you're watching on Odyssey, light up that fire button. We are also live on DLive as normal, and we are live on Twitter as well. We got Vincent Womack over on Odyssey and The R. What is going on, good sir? I missed y'all. Yeah, I was not on Friday Night Tights because I was driving up to Philly uh, for my brother's wedding, which went very well. And then we started driving back uh, yesterday and decided to spend a little time right outside of Roanoke uh, in this really beautiful place uh, where they have basically turned these caboose cars into uh you know basically a bed and breakfast it's kind of like more of like an airbnb but they do also offer a breakfast they have the breakfast stuff ready for for you when you get there it's in the fridge and you can like heat it up and such but it was this nice little place uh it was very very quiet unfortunately i was dealing with some some digestion issues and so i was not able to enjoy it nearly as much in fact last night was pretty terrible it was very hard for me to fall asleep uh it was a pretty rough time uh just driving yesterday and everything else uh, to, uh you know all combined but i drove uh, the the other five hours today and so I am now finally back, uh, and I'm very happy to once again uh, be with all of my Asgardians all across the world. All across the world, all across the web. So thank y'all for joining me tonight. All right, we got Snorpoopus Cuber over on YouTube who says, Hello, hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snorpoopus? How's it going? Visit Womack also hanging out on YouTube as well. Uh, if you mean the weather being summer related it's still a little cold here in fact <laughs> when i was driving up to philly on the second day because we broke that drive up to philly into two days too um i was driving through a snowstorm which is pretty cool because i've never really driven through a snowstorm before and had to deal with some ice uh some icy conditions some some ice issues and such so uh yeah so it, it might technically have and be summer weather in some locations at this point but now if you mean it for school we're just on spring break. We're, we're not on summer break yet for that. So I assume that you probably meant weather, though. We got Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Hail, Tina. Thank you for being over here. Minnesota, Minnesota hockey fan. What's going on? How about hockey player? How's it going? Good, sir. Thank you for joining again as a member. And indeed, Tina, if you have a comment or question that you want to be highlighted or read aloud, please just make sure that you put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, it'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. 
and it just helps me be able to go through all of that stuff. And yes, indeed, it is the Ides of March. Beware, the Ides of March. Uh, hail to you. Thank you very much for, for being here. Also, I saw earlier Evan S. had posted about the consecration of Russia. Russia. Yeah, I just saw uh, that breaking news on Meaning of Catholic. Um, I just saw that that live stream had posted up. And uh, we'll see. We have to, of course, wait for the consecration to actually happen. And I'm sure that there's still going to be some questions surrounding it. But all I can say is it's better late than never. And hopefully it is done properly this time. And hopefully it, uh, because it's done properly, uh, re- results in... Uh, Russia's errors, errors no longer spreading across the world as we can currently see it doing. Tubu, what's going on over on Odyssey? The R just says, A to Brute, never. The R says, I hate, hate spring forward. It looks like it will end on November 2023. Wait, the R, are you saying that there's speculation that they're going to stop daylight savings and the, the changing and everything? Who has said that? That's interesting. Yeah, I've never been a fan of it. It made sense, I feel, at one point in time and one point in history, especially for farmers. I don't think it's really as relevant anymore. I really don't. I feel like you can get up at a different time if the <laughs> if the days are getting longer, if the days are getting shorter, you can adapt your own schedule. Especially if you're a farmer, you're not really doing a whole lot else. So I feel that it's it's actually very easy or easier for a farmer who is just focusing on that one thing. And again, it's a very important thing. I'm not trying to demean it by any means, but imagine someone who is, you know, no one could ever do this, be a full-time farmer and then also work somewhere in the city. That's just not how it works. That just wouldn't be possible. But you would think about that and say, okay, maybe they would need that change in time. But again, it just doesn't make a lot of sense in today's world, at least, at least from where I stand. And if anyone has a uh, thought about that, please let me know. Keely Chow, what is going on? Keely. Thank you very much for being here once again. We got Master of Gaming in the chat. Hail to you. We got GMonkey76 hanging out. What's going on? Master of Gaming tag to say, I think you'll like Memory starring Liam Neeson, Guy Pierce, and Monica Bellucci. Memory, is this a newer film or is this an older film? Is Liam Neeson in yet another movie this year? I feel like he just had a movie that came out. I'm assuming it's an older film. It has to be at this point. Then again, he does put out several films a year, so maybe maybe it is. Uh, he then goes on to say, uh, also, Memory is directed by Martin Campbell. Again, I think this sounds like it would be an older film. Uh, Fear of Fema, what is going on? Bryant Barth in the chat, hail to you. Captain Spire in the chat, hail to you. Luca, one of my members, what's going on, says, hope y'all are having a blessed Lenten Tuesday. Amen, brother. Hope you are having a blessed Lent as well. Uh, definitely was a little tough over the last couple of days uh, because I, I joined a um, I joined a group that is being run by the the Meaning of Catholic uh, Timothy Flanders of the Meaning of Catholic and it's an awesome little group and we we've committed ourselves to certain things and I can say that it was just a little difficult the last couple of days especially with the digestion stuff but I was able to make it work just small adaptations. Rob D says, hello, Odin. This week I saw the Batman and Gaming Wall Street, the HBO Max documentary on the GameStop Robin Hood stock price fiasco. Like the documentary, didn't like the Batman. Yeah, again, Batman, I think it can be a, it's a very divisive film. Really honestly think 
It is a divisive film, to say the very least. I still hold to, and you know, I, I still enjoyed it. I still stand by my B plus rating. I definitely think it is a film where the critiques and criticisms that I've heard are definitely valid. But I, I still stand where I stand. Now I haven't seen the film a second time, and so maybe seeing the film a second time will result in me having a little bit of a different opinion. But until I do, I, I'm sticking with the the B plus rating there. Uh, by the way, Tubu over on Odyssey says it's a new film memory remake of a Belgian film. Oh my goodness. So Liam Neeson continuing to make what four or five films a year. It's pretty crazy. Matt R coming in with a $1 super chat. Thank you very much. Good sir. Matt R appreciate, appreciate the super chat. Good sir. Thank you. All right. Luca comes in with uh, officially Wednesday has begun here. Well, happy Wednesday to you. It's still Tuesday here. I missed y'all as well. I missed y'all as well. And I was very sad uh, to miss out, especially on Christian Toto. I picked up his book, and I can't wait to actually dive into it. I might have time this week uh, since I'm on spring break, uh, and so I have a little extra time. But there's so many things I need to do around the house. I was having internet issues beforehand. So one of the big issues that happened uh, before stream, which uh, was just it was not good. We got home. And of course, we had to take care of baby Thor and, you know, the puppies and everything and unpacking. And then all of a sudden I had noticed when we were leaving, the day we were leaving, that there were these random Wi-Fi issues that were going on. And it was because I was trying to fix our, you know, our external, we have external cameras and I was trying to fix those. And what I did, I think, ended up screwing things up. I think it ended up just causing this, like, disconnect where things were not actually connecting to the internet because of it. I think it was it was an extender that I tried to use. I, I set it to something else, which made it in, undiscoverable. And I think it because it was still sending a signal out was blocking the actual <laughs> Wi-Fi router itself. And so because I was away, I couldn't do anything about it until I got home. And so it ended up knocking out the uh, camera that we have just to be able to make sure that baby Thor is safe and, and everything like that and get notifications if, if, if like, you know, he, you know, cries or anything and ended up having to try and figure out how to do that, how to reset that. It was this whole ordeal. And then finally, when I went up into the attic, cause this is where this other, uh, you know, extender had to be when I unplugged it, it seemed like that kind of fixed a lot of the things. So I was able to reset that camera and then, Unplug that whole mess. It looks like I was able to fix it though, which is great. But because of that, I need to fix those cameras. So that'll probably be my main projects tomorrow. Obviously recording in the morning and then just just doing other random <laughs> other random things that I just need to get done. And this time off is definitely uh, the best time to do it. Uh, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to see you here. Uh, let's see. The R over on Odyssey says, "Spring break. You know what I'm looking for from you? No, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. And even the guesses that I would have, I would say, nope. I don't do that. Not my thing. Nearsighted Cyclops. What's going on? Crisco says, "Have you heard about the movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once? I really want to see it when it comes out next week." but I think it might be limited release. I, I have not heard of that, but it definitely sounds like it would be a limited release. Um, 
let me see if my handy dandy app it's an app that i talk about all the time it's called my movies if you just look it up on android or ios it'll show up and i use i use it mostly to track blu-ray and and you know 4k prices and stuff like the godfather trilogy that just got released on 4k is down to 73 dollars, and it'll go down lower too so if you want to hold off on that one you can probably you know hold off just fine if you just want the blu-ray the blu-ray is on sale for 35.99 again that also probably will drop in price, but it also has a release calendar for things on Blu-ray and also also a theatrical release calendar as well. Um, let's see. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, even just looking at it, I can say that this is definitely going to be a, a limited release date. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's limited. <laughs> I don't see that changing. Uh, let's see. Semper Barda. What's going on, dude? It's a new name. Welcome. Thank you for becoming a member at the citizen as a uh, citizen of Asgardian level. Appreciate it. Uh, Alice McCarthy. What's going on? Good, sir. Howdy. Oh, and how's it going? How's Thor? He's sleeping. Uh, thank the Lord. Uh, watch no way home. Finally, 7.5 out of 10 RIP razor Ramon. Yeah, man. Scott Hall razor Ramon. I saw that news the other day. Very, very sad. Uh, he was someone that Obviously, he had a lot of demons that he was fighting with, but I think he was clean, and he had been clean for a while, and I know he was getting some help as well, and just hearing what I heard, I think, what, he broke his hip, and obviously, that's something where when you're really old, especially, it it can be kind of that final thing, but I think just because of all the damage that had been done to his body, and had been done probably to his heart, most especially, it was enough to where they had him, I guess, in an induced coma and then had to take him off life support. It's awful. It's tragic uh, to hear how that happened. Um, and again, you never want to hear that about anybody. So yeah, rest in peace, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Uh, Captain Spire says, eat more pizza. Well, it's kind of a hard time of the year, uh, the season of Lent. Uh, Lucas says, I almost forgot to press the like button. Shame on me. Well, hey, you made up for it, so I forgive you. Uh, Rob D says, how much did you spend on gas for your trip? $500. Yeah. For anyone following me on Instagram, I, I posted an image outside of, uh, when I was in Pennsylvania, I, I sent a picture of the, the price of gas up there and it's up to like, it was almost $4 and 50 cents. And down here in, you know, lower Tennessee and Chattanooga, it's like about 409. And I actually saw a crazy stuff. I think it's called like Baileyton. I think it's Baileyton. Um, I want to say Baileyton, Tennessee, three ninety seven. I actually saw below four dollars a gallon. It was crazy. I was like, "Wait a minute, below four dollars a gallon?" I didn't think that was even possible in in today's world. But Baileyton, I don't think anything else is there other than the lower gas price. But I was like, "Man, if I needed to stop to get gas, this would be the place to go." Uh, but I was I was still fine, so I didn't have to go there. But yeah, dude, it, it was crazy because just filling up in Pennsylvania and and in again in the northern part of the trip, yeah, it it was a good ten bucks more, just about ten dollars more than what it normally is. So uh, yeah, thank you, Joe Biden, <laughs> and stop trying to blame Russia for all your problems. It's 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 not working. Uh, IRA Darth Aggie, what's going on, man? All right, yeah, Vincent Womack, I figured that you were talking about just the time. I mean, again, still technically not summer. It's spring. We we have spring right now, and then summer will be, I think, officially May is the start of summer. So we still got a couple months. Uh, let's see. Luca 
says, praying for you and especially for your brother. Well, thank you, Luke. I really do appreciate that. More than you know, man. Thank you, thank you. Keck44 in the chat. What's going on? Orange Chat Reviews. Thank you for listening in the background. Got dishes to do. Got to get those dishes done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. <laughs> Minnesota Hockey Fan is a member says, it got up to 50 degrees today. Well, Hey, uh, down here, it's it's still in the 50s, 60s. I think it's a low of like 57 tonight. So I, I actually love the cold weather. And it's sad because it, when I was driving through that snowstorm, it was snowing here in Chattanooga. So it was the only snow, real like the only real snow we had this year. And of course, I wasn't here for it. But it was, it was all right. We ended up taking a route where, and instead of taking one of the, it's like the Pennsylvania Turnpike or something, where there's tolls. I've hated, I always hate toll roads. I just, as a concept, I think it's ridiculous. I think you're just ripping people off of money. I think it's just a way for them to be able to, you know, collect money. And then it gets, just probably gets lost. It's supposed to go towards, you know, repairs and upkeep. And it's like, I don't buy that for a second. So I ended up taking a route that took me around the turnpike, which might've been longer, but it ended up taking me through like Amish country or at least on the outskirts of Amish country. And it was beautiful. So like having all of these fields covered with snow and, and all this, it was actually really, really nice. It was actually really cool to see. So, um, it was, even though I couldn't see it here this year, uh, it was okay. Let's see. Uh, Vince says, normally your stream starts at 1am local now an hour early. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So I guess in your area, there is no change because if everyone's changes, then it's the same time. But if you're in an area that doesn't change, then that, that would make some sense, I guess. There are some areas that have basically abolished changing their times, which I I find interesting. <laughs> it's one of those random things, you know how every time we always try and think about, you know, what would be a, what would be something that someone could run on that we would really want to support. That might be something that could get me to, you know, vote for somebody. Like obviously they got to get the other core issues right, and if they also add, by the way, I want to abolish this, I'd say, okay, G- game on, brother. All right, Nathan Slade. Good evening, Odin. Despite all crap going on in the world right now, especially in Ukraine, I really hope that you have been doing well. Thank you, man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Thank you very much, Semper Varda, for becoming a member. Says, savings was for World War One to preserve energy resources for production. Interesting. Okay. I always thought it had to do more with farming. I wonder if farming was a part of the resources aspect of that. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi. They won't stop daylight savings. They enjoy that power over us. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. They're like, wait a minute. Give up something that we control? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Minnesota hockey fan. End daylight savings time. End it all, man. Like, just, uh, you know, whatever one you end on, I don't care. As long as there's no change in time. I guess, to me, the best thing that they could do is wait till the next change when it goes back, right? When you fall back. Because then, hey, gaining an hour of sleep. And then say, all right, we're not going to do it again. It's not going to happen, but it would be nice. It would be nice. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Says here, Disclose TV just tweeted that the U.S. Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act by unanimous consent to make daylight saving time permanent. No. You've got to be kidding me. No way. Are you, are you joking? That can't. No. Come on. Come on, man. Here's the fun thing about that, though, Senate of the United States. There's no such thing as permanent unless you pass a constitutional amendment. And even then it's not permanent because even those can be changed. 
There's no such thing as permanence in law. Because all you need is a majority of people who think the opposite, and then they say, well, we pass a law saying that that law is no longer valid. And as I mentioned, even if you pass an amendment, that could still be changed. It's a lot harder to get both an amendment passed and an amendment changed, but there's no such thing as permanence in law. That's just so ridiculous, man. Like, seriously, that is what that is what you're going to waste ta- taxpayer dollars and taxpayer time on. And again, I'm all for ending things. And I still, even, I, even though I want to end it, if I found out that they were debating this on the House floor or on the Senate floor, I would say, y'all are idiots. Please stop. That's ridiculous. I see people in the live chat saying that it indeed happened. Gosh, man. Again, waste of taxpayer dollars. And this reminds me of how broken our system is. Because unanimous consent means that I don't think any person actually cast their vote. I think it was no one was there to say, hey, let's debate it. That's so ridiculous. Uh, Let's see. Nearside Cyclops says, farmers get up an hour before sunrise no matter what the clock says. Okay. So it looks like it was the World War I thing. Interesting. Interesting. All right, that is a repeat there. Again, if you retract a message on any of the platforms, it still shows up for me. So, uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on? Good, sir. Thank you for being here. Daniel T. over on Odyssey says, there is an Indian action movie called RRR. The price in Dolby for it is $40. It comes out March 24th. It looks like AMC isn't done price gouging yet. Okay, I'm going to actually defend AMC here. That is not an AMC issue. That is actually a special release. So if you've ever paid attention to these releases before, whenever there is a Bollywood release, or uh, I'm pretty sure Bollywood is, is almost the exclusive one that has this issue, you'll notice if you have AMC A-list, anytime it's one of those movies, you can never use your AMC A-list with it because normally the price is higher. I believe that is because it is set to be higher by the distributors of the film. So AMC doesn't have as much control over those films and pricing. So I would say that's not the price gouging because I'm sorry, no one is actually going to pay to see a film from India for $40 unless you are someone that is here in America who wants to see Indian Indian cinema. And there are indeed uh, places and there are indeed neighborhoods where there are large Indian populations that are actually very apt to go see those films. In fact, if you go see them, you'll see the theaters are actually like halfway full with people who are, uh, you know, from the area who just want to enjoy it kind of like a a bit of home, I guess you can say. But yeah, the $40 price, I, I, I would defend AMC and says that's not AMC setting the price for that. It would be, more so uh, the company or the distributor for the Indian films setting the price. And AMC might have some control saying, okay, we're going to bump it up just a little bit. But to get up to $40, I'm sorry. like That, that just wouldn't make any sense to me. Um, let us see here. Uh, Luca says, what? Liam Neeson went Bruce Willis? Never go full Bruce Willis. Never, man. Never, ever go full Bruce Willis. It's true. Master of Gaming says, actually, the movie, uh, movie memory is newer film. It comes. Okay, so yeah, I got that. I got that stuff already. Let's see. 
Forever Sci-Fi says, digestion problems, that someone sneaked pineapple onto your pizza, that would have explained everything. I think it's because I've had less meat uh, since Lent began. It's kind of a no-brainer there. And at the wedding, there was a lot of meat. And my guess is because my system had gotten used to not having as much meat, especially more greasy meat, I think that that probably is what caused the upset, uh, the upset stomach. Um, by the way, thank you all for the super chat, super stickers. I'll get to them once they come up in the chat. So that way I can highlight them. Let's see. Nearside Cyclops says Lent this year is total fast on Wednesday and Friday, taking vitamins on those days for you. Nice man. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've definitely upped it a bit, uh, this year and it'd be really cool to be able to add to that as, as the years go by. Uh, and Slay says on Saturday, I finally got to watch as one space odyssey. Surprisingly thought it was an amazing experience. Yeah, dude, it's it's a fantastic film. I was so happy when they did the re-release in IMAX, and I got to see that. I saw the film actually for the first time in my life during that re-release. So within the last what five years, five six years or so, and so my first experience with the with the film was in IMAX, and the score sounded phenomenal. The image quality looked fantastic too. Uh, let's see, Angela Guidolin, what's going on, Angela? Welcome back. Input latency over on the chat as well. Thank you. The R over on Odyssey says, what I expect from you in your spring break is an OMB report. Maybe. That w- that is the ideal. Once I get the things that I have to get done around the house done, um, I-, I can start to think about that. Because I also need to schedule a podcast for Patreon subscribe star members uh, and-, and YouTube members who are at the Keep of the Bifrost level and above. So I need to schedule that with John Flickinger. And I also need to get some giveaways going on the giveaways channel on Discord for the we have Asgard level people and above. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I need to do. It's crazy. Let's see. Rob D says, have you seen the trailer for the Kenobi TV series? I have seen it. I was very underwhelmed. I was very underwhelmed. To me, it was a very by the numbers trailer. It's what I totally expected from Disney, especially when, oh wait, okay, we got Obi-Wan Kenobi and then... All, oh, all of the side characters in leadership positions are women. Wait, wait, did 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 any of us call that? Wait, we did because because they do the same thing all the time in every single. Th- oh, okay, yeah, that's right. That's what I got from the trailer. Was oh, okay, we're still doing the identity politics. Great. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. Let's see. Mark Lizeth says here, Chrissy Mayer, uh, missed you last night, Friday night. T Ryan didn't blush as much as. Her uh, blesses my. <laughs> uh, again, I I miss being on Friday. I miss being on Friday night tights. I really did. Um, and yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Prayers are still being said for them. Prayers are still being said for them. <laughs> and again, Semper Barter, thank you for becoming a member on the channel. I appreciate it. Uh, Minnesota hockey fan who's a member says, "Has anyone seen the new Daily Wire film, The Hyperions?" I watched it, and I am not sure what to make of it. I've not seen it yet. It came out around the time I was planning the trip up to Philly uh, for the wedding, so I will be going. To, I'll be watching that either tonight or during the week. So I, I will have a review for the film up after I watch it. I've heard good things. I heard very good things. Let us see, David Slay. What is your opinion? The best turn off your brain and enjoy movie for him. It's Commando. I I don't know if I have one necessarily. Yeah, I can't think of one on top of my head. All right, Matt R. Thank you again for that two dollars super chat. 
Again, I know it was 13 minutes ago, but I appreciate the super chat. He says, Miss Marvel trailer, what are your thoughts? Uh, I have not seen it yet. I did not know that they had... Is that a new trailer that they just released? If so, I have not watched it. And I don't think I really want to. Because I have an idea of what I will think about it. Uh, Vincent Womack says, compared to Europe, that is still cheap. Well, yes. I think anything compared to Europe is still also going to be uh, cheap. <laughs> Europe is always going to be a lot more expensive. Let's see, Daniel Thorne says, any Philly cheesesteak reviews? And did you pick up any pizza for Pi Day yesterday? So uh, Philly cheesesteak did not have any while I was up there because the days I was up there fell on days where, where meat really wasn't uh, in the carts for me. And uh, pizza on Pi Day, no, because my stomach was was screaming at me and yelling at me, and pizza would have been one of the worst things that I could have possibly have done. Mike Jackson, what's going on, good sir? Sam's Club, Birmingham, 398 on Saturday. Interesting. I feel like it should be so much smaller than that. I feel like, especially if you can only access that if you're a Sam's Club member, I feel like it should be so much cheaper than that. (laughs) It's just me, though. Especially in Alabama, where it should already be kind of low. Uh, Minnesota hockey fans says three ninety seven where I live. Nice, dude. Very lucky. But say normally it's there are some there there are some stations here in Chattanooga that are normally some of the lower ones. But uh, before I left, the the average price around here was around four hundred five to four hundred nine. So definitely nowhere near what it is in Pennsylvania. But still, obviously, uh, visit Womack says we changed about two weeks. Oh, interesting, interesting. So. Y'all change time, but not at the same time. That's that seems silly. I don't know. I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna change time, we should change time together. I don't think we should change time, but Daniel Thorne says, "Did you hear that Adam and Eve told God that Putin made them eat the fruit?" Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I did hear that, and it must be true uh, because the mainstream media reported it. Because everything is Putin's fault. Everything, every single thing that's ever happened, all the problems of the world, every single one of them. So bad. So bad. The fact that people still trust the media at this point, especially after COVID, is ridiculous. Mark Lizeth says, uh, Indiana up until 2006 never used daylight savings, and they have lots of farming. Interesting. Okay, so I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, The R, that is incorrect. T2 is the better film. Uh, Evan asks, the Pennsylvania Turnpike is the worst. It's the oldest superhighway in the nation, and all other states learned from our mistakes. Yeah, and y'all, yeah, and and people, they, they charge for it. That's ridiculous. It's like, no, just 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 stop. <laughs> all right, Forever Sci-Fi says, it's the old joke about someone cutting a foot off the bottom of a blanket, stitching it to the top, and then claiming they made it longer. That, that, that's about right. That's about right. Hopefully we're talking about the whole daylight savings time changing. <laughs> Victor Fontaine, what's going on, man? Soul Assassin tagged to say, Judge of the Red Shirt is right about the Senate passing that. Again, it's not permanent, though. I will correct the Senate there. They might think their actions are permanent, but they're not. All you need is a Senate that thinks the opposite, and then they can pass a law or resolution that says the opposite. If even an amendment can be changed, so can something as silly as that. Master Gaming says, have you heard that Shazam 2 got pushed forward to December 16, 2022? Yes, and that everything else got pushed back. So, yeah, apparently you have the Flash film has been pushed back to 2023, and Aquaman 2, I believe, as well, has been pushed back to 2023, and then Shazam was pulled up. 
That's fine by me. Because of anything coming out of the DCEU, Shazam 2 is the only one that I have any type of excitement for. Because Shazam, to date, is the only film from the entire DCEU. Again, talking about the live-action DCEU films that I, I can tolerate at all. All the other ones are like, blech. Shazam is the only one that I can care even a small iota about. So I'm excited that Shazam 2 is coming out. And in fact, they can just skip the Flash film. How about they just cancel it? Because it's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. Philip Gray, what's going on? And a good point. Still needs to pass the house. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who will show up and say... No, we're not just going to do this roll call. We're not just going to do this voice vote, you know, you know, nonsense. No, you're going to have to actually vote on this. <laughs> not that most people would care. They should, but, you know. It's like, really, you're wasting our taxpayer dollars on, on this nonsense? Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I wish they would end Daylight Savings Time. The girl, This girl loves her sleep. Yeah, girl. All right. Vincent Womack tagged to say, didn't the Senate also give themselves a new pay raise? Um, it wouldn't surprise me. That is kind of what they did. That's kind of just what they do in general. <laughs> just what they do. Okay, man, what's going on? Uh, let's see. Luca says here, if we are lucky here in Europe, our overlords will end daylight saving time by 2050. Ah, yes. Maybe they can say it's a part of the Great Reset. Nothing would make more sense than... An entire program that called the rate the called the Great Reset, where you you end time nonsense. It just has a nice ring to it, you know. Uh, let's see, Jin Korea, thank you again for the two dollar super sticker, and says here pair character doing a shake sign with his hand saying cool. I just love how it breaks down the stickers. Don't worry, uh, G man, I saw that you sent a super chat. I'm just waiting for it to pop up in the actual chat so I can. Pop it up for everybody. Nathan Slay says, also, I know Arnie is an idiot in real life, but I watched True Lies recently and loved it. All right. Let's see. G-Man, thank you for the $5 Sessa Super Chat. Says, if things keep going as they are, you'll have to start adjusting for inflation mid-year. This will only be a $2 Super Chat by the time you read it. Well, keep in mind that that's you have to take into account that YouTube takes 30% of that Super Chat and then I have to wait a month before any of it gets to... So, yeah, you're right. It's crazy math to, to have to break down. But thank you for bringing that math up, by the way, because we'll go ahead then and read this one from Input Latency on Odyssey saying, not only a pay raise, but a pay raise that just so happened to be 21% when absolute inflation is 20%. Nothing to see here, obviously. Ah, yes, they're going to give themselves a pay raise based off inflation, which is their fault because they're the ones that are spending and printing the dang money, and they're going to give themselves a pay raise when so many other people are clamoring for things like $15 an hour and other people that are in, you know, legitimate work who are not clamoring for that nonsense can't even get legitimate raises. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I think that anyone should go and look and see. That is, of course, if they did a actual roll call, but hope they did. Hope, especially in the house, that Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, nope, you got to actually come here and you actually got to put your name onto this nonsense. I hope they did that. So that way we can see who voted for it. And then we, again, our responsibility here, we then look and say, okay, I know who to vote against now because you care more about yourself. You care more about your own paycheck than you do anything else. Ridiculous. 
grinds my gears. All right, let's go ahead then and talk a little bit about the box office. Let's let's look at some shots. Let's look at some shots here. Let me put myself down here. There we go. That's a lot better. So as you can see, the Batman in its second weekend made $465 million. Or rather, it got up to $465 million by its second week. So as you can see, it almost doubled the money it made in its first weekend. As you can see, though, based on my projections, I am predicting that the film will make anywhere between $665 million and $931 million by the end of its box office run. What this means is that it is going to be very hard for this film to reach a billion dollars. I remember saying earlier on, I thought it was doable. I thought it was possible. A lot of the early projections were a lot higher for its opening weekend and were setting it up to be a film that was very likely on its way to a billion. But in order for this film to get to that point, it has to double what it's made so far. So it has to double, and and even when it doubles it, it has to make more than double of what it's made in the first two weeks of its release. So I normally base these projections off the first two weeks. This is based off of just different historical standards. Uh, Again, just looking back in time, uh, comparing other films and where their first two weeks compared to their end result. And most films fall somewhere between 50 and 70%, which is where I get these numbers here from. So let's say, you know, the minimum projection here, let's say that the first two weeks accounts for 70% of the entire box office. That means that the entire box office would have to be $665 million. Whereas if it's 50%, then it would be 931. So Roughly around 798, around 800 million dollars is what I'm projecting for this film to make uh, by the end of its run. Now, some will probably point out saying, well, what about China? China could very well be able to uh, potentially uh, add a lot of extra money to this, which could push it over the edge. This is true, but it again would need to go on the high end here and then some in order for it to actually get to that billion dollar mark. So it's possible for the film to get there, but it would need to have a lot of money coming in from China uh, in addition to doing well everywhere else. Now, what I can say, though, is even though a billion dollars seems to be out of reach a little bit at this point, what we can say is that the film will definitely break even. So the break even for this film, based on a $200 million budget, again, 2.5 times the budget is the you know, roughly the break-even number there. So the break-even is around $500 million. And so based on those projections, the film will make a net profit. So this is after you subtract how much money they put into the film. You subtract how much, uh, you know, potential marketing they put into the film. And again, these are all rough estimates. The film will make somewhere between, again, net gain, net profit, somewhere between $100 million and 258 258 million dollars so looking pretty strong nonetheless again at 465 and again it's higher than this now because the monday numbers are in uh but as you can see as of right now it's just around 20 million dollars in losses it will make this up by the end of this upcoming weekend um as i mentioned previously this is spring break at least where i am and i'm sure it's spring break for a lot of other places across the united states so i think that that will definitely be a benefit to it that being said the film is now at 472 million dollars worldwide and so it's already made just a little bit higher uh made a little bit more than that um and the monday made another 6.3 million dollars now 
This is a a, a pretty big drop from its last Monday, uh, but we'll see exactly how much it's able to make in the coming days. Also, how much it makes internationally, and of course, in its third weekend, I suspect that it'll definitely pass three hundred. Uh, sorry, pass five hundred million dollars, meaning it'll break even by the end of this weekend. And as you can see. Even the shills over at Deadline are saying that the film is eyeing half a billion during this week in the worldwide market. Talking here about the reducing their prices. Even with AMC, Regal, and Cinemark reducing their ticket prices for the second weekend, the DC film had a phenomenal hold of 51% with Weekend 2's $66 million. Talking there about it being domestically. Um, and it says there, if you back out the uh, $21.6 million from previews last week, um, oh, Oh, misspelling. Typo there. It's been a while, too, since this has been up, so I'm surprised they haven't caught that. The second weekend hold for the Matt Reeves movie is better at 41%. It then goes on to talk about overall excellent three-hour movie. Batman's running domestic hume through its second weekend will stand at 238.5. The pick clocked past uh, clocked past 400 million worldwide. It will soon pass half a billion this week is what it says here. So very good showing for the Batman doing really well at this point. And I suspect that the film will indeed hit its break even point against already up to 471 when you add in the Monday numbers. And that's just from the domestic marketplace. So this film will hit its break even point by the end of this weekend. Doesn't have a whole lot of competition for the next several weeks. And the question really is going to be, though, how much does it make and does China push this film up to the stratosphere and get it to the billion dollar mark or not? Again, I have some doubts about that because it would need to do well in all markets and do even better in the China marketplace. But we'll have to, of course, wait and see. And I'll have a full box office breakdown of this and all other films coming out tomorrow morning. And I'll have one for this channel, of course, and also for... The Geeks and Gamers channel as well. All right, heading over to Odyssey. Input Latency says, not only a pay raise, but a pay raise that just so happened to be 21%. Got that already. Dang, I hate when I do that. But anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, back to the YouTube chat. Let's see what the people are saying. Shorty Story, what's going on, Laura? What's going on, Laura? So I saw an interesting trailer for a movie starring Dylan O'Brien called The Outfit. Something about a sus tailor, Mark Rylance, and competing London gangs. Oh, I do like Mark Rylance. He's a very talented actor. Dylan O'Brien, also uh, a talented actor as well. Giant Rat says Muscle Tough. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Indeed was a Muscle Tough weekend. Uh, visit Womack. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. How dare you? Uh, Hardwick in the chat. What's going on, Hardwick? Says, I second the recommendation of True Lies. It's both my favorite James Cameron movie and favorite Schwarzenegger movie. It's one of the best movies ever made. Isn't True Lies the one where they haven't done a proper Blu-ray release or 4K release? It's one of the two, if not both. That's one of the reasons why I'm holding off on it. Uh, Tina tagged to say, oh, watch it. It's so full of cringe. It's even cringier than I thought it'd be. I'm calling her little Mabel. Oh, man. Talking about the trailer there for Miss Marvel. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Orange Review says, this is done. Question, did the Batman have a China release? So it is going to have a China release. I've done videos actually explaining and calling them out for having a China release. So, yes, that that is their plan I believe that the film has not yet released in China as of the making of this video, but uh, it is planned to 
they do plan to have it released. So let me go ahead and see if I can... Oh, there it is! Meet Miss Marvel, a.k.a. Kamala Khan. Even just the image, even just the image looks terrible. Looks terrible. Oh, man, that just reminded me as well on IMDb that the Oscars are coming up. (laughs) Which is only relevant because that means that the Raven Awards are coming up. Uh, I need to close that up pretty soon. But if you've not voted... In this year's Wednesday Raven Awards, it's our boycott of the Oscars, where you vote for the best and the worst uh, for the year 2021. So all the films that came out last year, uh, go ahead, check out my website, OMBReviews.com. You can find the ballot there. One of my amazing Valks, I think Tina is in the chat, uh, can post a link to it as well. And uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, cast your ballot. Yeah, I'm, I forget that the the uh, <laughs> that the Ravens are coming up because that's just how little I care about the Oscars because it's always based off of the Oscars because we we like to do a boycott we like to do a boycott of the Oscars. All right, let's see where our release dates are. Okay, here are the release dates. So it gets a China release March 18th. So this weekend it gets a China release this weekend. So we'll have a a pretty good indication as of the end of this weekend of how well or not well the film is doing there. Either way, it is what it is. Um, I saw this misspelling here, but I'm going to go ahead and and pull it up anyway. Please review Lilies of the Field, especially for Lent. It's a film that I definitely need to see, for sure. Uh, Laura says, The Grand Inquisitor's helicopter lightsabers are stupid. Just stab the middle of the saber and fight over. Oh, absolutely. And also... The the makeup and design for the Grand Inquisitor looks terrible. It looks awful. It looks so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that whole thing was very cringe. So not only did you have that going on, you then had, again, almost every single person in a position of power was a strong whammon. And again, there's nothing wrong with that on the surface, but when you see everything that Disney has done and all the stuff that they've been pushing, it's just, it becomes so obvious at this point about what they're doing where you think to yourself, okay, I know then, but just based on what Disney has even admitted to doing, that these are not going to be well hashed out characters. These are not going to be well-developed characters because they have been solely put forward to push their agendas, to fill their quotas. And if that's your motivation, not good enough. Not good enough. Um, Daniel Thorne, what's going on? Uh, did someone donate an ice cream over there? Well, thank you for the ice cream donation over there, if that is indeed true. It hasn't popped up, I think, on my end. Uh, Rob D says here, uh, when Len is over, get yourself a triple bacon cheeseburger and a large meat lover's pizza. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to mess up my stomach at all. Samuel Howard says, in Colorado, I've seen gas at $3.50 to $4. Okay. It's not terrible. Definitely worse in other parts of the country. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews says, uh, Putin was the second gunman on the grassy knoll. Ah, it's been confirmed. In future, what's going on, man? What's going on? Snort Poopus Cubers member says, never let a government charge a toll. It will never go away. This is very true. Very, very true. Uh, Hardwick, have you heard of The Dropout? It's a movie about Elizabeth Holmes, the... Theranos Scammer, starring Amanda Seyfried. No, I don't even know much about the Scammer, to be honest. 
Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, it's it's in its own category. Space Odyssey is is very much in its own category. I mean, I love Star Wars, like especially you know OG Star Wars and and prequels, mostly because I just they make me laugh. But as a movie, yeah, absolutely, it's hard to really compare them. Let's be honest; you can't really compare those two. They're very different kinds of films. Uh, Geek Truth sixty four, welcome back. We got Robert Frey also in the chat. Victor Fontaine, thanks for tagging. Says I missed getting the box office updates from you. I've gotten used to seeing your videos every weekend. I know, man, it always hurts me when I can't uh, take care of it either. Um, I try and do what I can. I I thought about bringing my mobile setup to be able to do something. And I know that I've done that on the past, but because of when the wedding was and everything else, I just knew that it wasn't going to be possible. So I ended up just not doing it. I'm glad I did because it would have just caused even more stress. I imagine it just wouldn't be good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Luca says, I'm confident that the poor Senate deserved that pay raise. Don't you, how dare you, Luca? Don't you troll with that. <laughs> uh, Matt R. No, it's Lent. Ergo purple. It is Lent. Ergo purple. I will change it to a pinker hue when we are halfway through the Lenten season. Mostly a, more accurately, a rose colored hue. Uh, Bruce, thank you for the tag and welcome. Says, I'm late. Sorry, just crashed into the side of the house next to us, taking out one SUV and one truck in the process. Lots of car parts in my front yard. Bruce, I hope you're okay, man. Oh my goodness. That sounds awful. I hope you are okay. Really, really hope you're okay. Since you're here, I'm assuming that you are okay, but still. <laughs> All right, let's see. Luca says, I'm confident with the poor Senate. Okay. Again, if you do retract a message, just know every single message will still show up on my end. So if you're retracting it because of a misspelling, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. I'm not like Gary. Who, who can't read even regular words. Much much love to Gary. <laughs> uh, but if there's like in, incomplete or incorrect information, you know, again, I'll, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll figure it out. The R over on Odyssey says suggestion. 4K 2000, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey in the giveaways. Does it exist? Yes, there are. there is a 4K of 2001 Space Odyssey. Definitely would be up for doing that as a, uh, as a giveaway release. Let's see. Vince Womack says uh, that are the same. Those are the same people who said the population should stop whining about $6 gas prices and buy a $60,000 electric car. Can you say disconnected? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, they're all the, the a part of the elitist class, you know, whether it's those in Washington, whether it's those in, uh, you know, whether it's those in Washington, whether it is those in Hollywood who have the same mindset, right? You have, Actors coming out saying, oh, you know, we got to get through this together. We got to get through this together. It's like, no, no, don't, don't try that. Oh, we need to be unified in this nonsense just because the guy that you happen to like happens to be in power. Where, where was this? Oh, we need to be together on this when code first started and Operation Warp Steed for, first started. Isn't it amazing how, how, you know, damned and condemned Trump was during the entire process of Operation Warp Speed, and then as as soon as the very second that someone with a a you know someone with the blue D next to their name takes over, all of a sudden, oh, it's all great now. It's all great, even though no, there's stuff to criticize with both presidents with that one policy. Criticism abounds, as well as 
kudos for some of the things that happened to be developed, especially those things that were developed without having to use human beings as test subjects. Remember sci-fi, my measly 3.5% raise was already wiped out by new taxes. Hearing they gave themselves a raise just makes the words of the Declaration of Independence ring louder in my head. Amen. Amen. And as I said, remember who voted for it. And if it was your local congressman, vote them out. Period. Just say, hey, I might like you. I, I might like a lot of the policies and a lot of the votes that you've had, but... I'm sorry, you voted to help yourself when everyone else is struggling. I cannot support you. Primary them out. It's ridiculous. All righty. Uh, Stephen Glasker, what's going on, man? Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. Hope you are doing well. Master of Gaming says the Batman is doing better than Wonder Woman 84, Birds of Prey, and the Suicide Squad at the box office. It's, well, okay, here's a fact. You want to have a fun fact of the day? Right now, the Batman is on pace to be the most successful Warner Brothers release in the last two years. Since 2019. In fact, since Joker. And this film's likely not going to get is not going to pass Joker. So take that into account. Joker back in 2019, without even adjusting for inflation, which this year, man, that inflation number, it's going to be crazy. You take that into account though, and you start to recognize, oh, okay, this movie, The Batman, as well as it's doing, is the best performing Warner Brothers release since 2019's The Joker. And it still is not likely to surpass Joker, which was a rated R movie and did not get a China release, unlike this current movie, The Batman. And also, I'm pretty sure this is the only film that actually is on pace to make net gain profit. I could be wrong on that because there might be some lower budget films that Warner Brothers released during the last couple of years that maybe got to the point. I think Dune was close uh, to the break even point, for instance. And that was not a lower budget film by any means. But again, I think there are some films that got pretty close to or just broke even. But in all honesty, this is the only film. This is the only film that Warner Brothers has at this point that has done anything. It says a lot about Warner Brothers. Bad decisions all around, etc. Uh, see, Hardwick says, watch the Hyperions. It's an odd and often surreal movie, but interesting. It's essentially a family drama with a lot of heart and some gentle comedy. I just think that it looks so unique in its tone. That That's what's drawing me in because it looks so quirky. I saw like the first five seconds of it, not the five, like the first minute or two of the film. And I was already like, oh, I'm interested. I want to know why, you know, who this girl is in the very beginning and and why she's connected with this guy and what this, you know, what the things with the pins are. And you know, I want to learn, I want to learn more. So I was like, okay, I'm intrigued, but the tone is what I really liked. Let's see. Geek truth. Tag to say, did you see love and monsters? That was a good original fun movie. I love a sequel. Yeah. Dude, you did not. Bruh, bruh. I have a review for that film on my channel. So l- look up that review. <laughs> if you want to hear my full thoughts on the movie, but let's just say I enjoyed it thoroughly. The thing I liked most about it actually was the CGI. CGI actually was good. 
And when you look at the budget for that film and compare it to any of the big budget films we've had the last several years, night and day. And I think that goes to show you, it's not the money that makes good CGI. It's how the money is used and what persons you get. That's the big thing. Because you have these huge studios pumping in hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars into these projects and their CGI still looks like trash. Because they're focusing on the wrong things. Because they're overusing it. Whereas a film like Love and Monsters uses it sparingly and when it does, does it well. Anyway. Luca is very excited for The Ravens as is Victor Fontaine. I'm excited for it as well. Uh, Harwick says, if you wait for a Blu-ray release of True Lies, you'll be waiting forever. But if you're interested, I could DM you some info about an HD 35mm scan of it. Okay. Is that similar to, like, the Project uh, 4K, you know, the 4K77, the 4K80? You know, there's that group that has has that project where they've restored 35mm uh, millimeter cuts and other cuts of Star Wars is it similar to that where there's like just a fan group that has done the process of restoration on those films to basically do the work that, <laughs> that he's not doing? Uh, if that's the case, yes, I am definitely interested if that is indeed the case. If it's just some random dude doing it, though. So basically, unless I, unless it's something like Harmies, which it just wouldn't be because there aren't as I don't think there's as many releases for it to really work with. Um, it sounds, this is, it sounds a lot more like project 4k's, uh, work that they've done on star Wars, but if it's, yeah, if it's like a group of people or even a singular person who has an actual legit 35 millimeter print or several prints and working together to get it scanned and, and to get it high quality and such and color graded correctly to what the original was like, cause that's the trickiness. That's the, that's the tricky part is that with the project 4k, you had so many cuts of the film, you had so much reference material it was easier, I feel, for them to know what the look, you know, get as close to the look as they needed to. Whereas with this film, uh, True Lies, I don't know if there's as much. You know, I'm not, I'm not as well versed as the project. Uh, I, I rather well versed on this specific project. Uh, Geek Truth agreed. Grand Inquisitor looks like Megamind. Yes, and actually, I would say Megamind looks better. <laughs> Megamind looks a lot better, and that is not a good thing. That is not a good thing at all. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hardwick says that Star Wars girl said that the Grand Inquisitor looks like Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's an insult to, to Mr. Darcy. <laughs> now that I've actually seen that film one time, I, I have a little frame of reference there. Oh, that's crazy, though. Uh, let's see. Orange chat tag to say, I agree with your assessment on the Grand Inquisitor's look. Dizzy screwed that one up very badly, considering they had a live action reference to his species from episode three to go off of. Yeah. And they really just have not done a very good job recently, especially of being able to adapt these characters, these different races that have been established in previous films and in previous IP. Uh, it, it just, it, it, it really frustrates it really frustrates me. I mean, and then you go to the Mandalorian season three. Yes, it's the book of Boba Fett, I know, but it essentially became season three of, of the Mandalorian. And you had some of that CGI for Luke and it, it just was so cringe. It was better than what they had in season two of, 
you know, the actual season two with Mandalorian, but it still wasn't good. It, it still wasn't good. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, now you're just spending time and money on something that you didn't need to show. You, you didn't need to have that. Let's see, 70B, what's going on, 70B? Hell, what's going on, 70B? Thank you for being here. I appreciate you joining. Hope work went swell, or as swell as it could could go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Laura. Putin did it. If something goes wrong in your life, oh, Putin. <laughs> Which is just a, a word, a letter away from Putin, or uh, Putin. Oh, Putin. Luca, my message was retracted by Putin. Oh, man. Those Putins, man, I tell you. Are you saying that all of the Russian bots and Russian agents uh, are just Putin? <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully he has a bigger sense of humor than the grand leader or whatever his name is of, of China who will basically kill people who compare him to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, though. It's so ridiculous. Let's see. Rob D says, Putin is the reason for cuties. Putin is the reason for empty grocery store shelves. Putin is responsible for PS5 shortages, of course. Uh, by the way, yeah, I saw that bit of news and was listening to that the other day about, uh, yeah, the Netflix being sued. Uh, rather, a grand jury indicted, was it that the grand jury indicted them on charges uh, of of misconduct towards minors. Glad to hear that that's happening. I hope that judge, I hope that a judge listens to the case and and hears out the facts of the case. And I, I really hope that investigate. I, I just want an investigation done. That's what I want. I want the filmmakers to be investigated because I'm sorry. There are questions that are attached to how they came with that film as a concept. What they did as far as the filmmaking process is concerned, as the casting process is concerned. Remember early on when there was a lot of criticism about cuties, like there were these horror explanations of, yeah, they had had, uh, done these, they had done casting for, or they had done so many girls coming in for the casting that it was like a lot of people came in. And I think part of their, part of part of their screen test and part of their audition was they had to learn these dances. That is creepy on so many levels. I I just want them to be investigated, not Netflix. Again, I think Netflix needs to be investigated for its own thing, but I want the filmmakers to be investigated. I really want to know exactly what that process was like because it just does not seem like it is up to snuff. Andrew Hayes says, hello, kind sir. Hello. Yes, and we, we already had our rest in peace moment earlier for Scott Hall. Absolutely. Very, very sad to hear about that situation. Uh, let's see. Geek Truth says, I'll check out your Love and Monsters review. I usually wait to see the movie before watching reviews. Didn't catch Love and Monsters until physical media release. Well, it's been on physical media for a while, so what, what's been taking so long? What's been, take, what's been taking so long? It's been out for a while. Yeah, Love of Monsters was pretty great. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, we'll be waiting forever for The Abyss 2, sadly. I, I, I agree. And hopefully, uh, if what Hardwick is talking here about True Lies, I'm hoping someone else does the same thing for that. be awesome if someone, as a fan, come together, get the 35mm prints, get, get just all this stuff. You know, Again, I think what I see from, pro- from projects like Project 4K for Star Wars, 
even Harmony's the Specialized Edition, as amazing as, as the work he did on that, the Project 4K stuff gets me really excited because it's about them, you know, preserving films, you know, preserving film history, putting out what the, the filmmaker originally intended and sometimes doing better than what the filmmaker could ever do because of a filmmaker changing to the point of losing just the plot. You know, even filmmakers can do a lot of terrible things, can do a lot of terrible things. I think that James Cameron's a great example of that because if you look at some of the releases that were done for Terminator 2 and some of the color decisions that he made, again, sometimes the fans know better. It's crazy. Steven Glasker, thank you very much for the $10 super chat. Says, you were my initial inspiration and gave me the courage to post videos. If you're ever in Dallas, dinner is on me. Well, thank you. Thank you, Steven Glasker. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Going to make me blush. But thank you, man. Much love to you, brother. I hope that everything is settling down from the move and you're having a good time down there. Shorty Story says, Dylan O'Brien was a YouTuber before he started acting. He was the best thing on MTV's Teen Wolf and even better than Hunky Tyler Hawklin. Interesting. I did not know about that as his origins. I just, I respect him because of the fact that he is someone who's willing to do his own stunts. That, that's something that always kind of puts, it, it puts people on another level for me. When they're willing and able to do their own stunts, I, I, I don't know, it just, it just brings a sense of rawness to the character. It makes, makes me appreciate it a lot more. All right, let's see. Hardwick, give more information here. It says, uh, the True Lies scan is similar to 4K77. It has some dust and scratches in some scenes, but it has the original theatrical color grading, which even the DVD doesn't have. Interesting, okay. All right, yeah, definitely send me some information on that, Hardwick. Um, and yeah, I hope that they are able to collaborate with other people because I imagine there have to be several copies of that film that people have collected over the years. There have to be several editions. And that is, again, what I think Project 4K uh, 77 and, and, and Project 4K 80 and 83 were able to do was they were able to get people to come together and say, all right, what do we have? How, how, how can we make this work? How can we recreate what the original film would have looked like and give it a proper HD scan, give people options with either, uh, you know, with, you know, obviously getting the color grading, right. But also with noise reduction saying, let's offer it with no noise reduction. Let's offer it with some noise reduction. Um, you know, let's clean up some of the imperfections, you know, cause I think that cleaning imperfections up is fine. If it's like, you know, you know, things like hairs and stuff like that, which shouldn't be in there. I'm okay. You know, it's when they overdo it, right? When the, when the digital noise reduction has done so much that it looks so artificial and fake. Um, and, and that's why I love the project for, uh, the project 4k group, because they were able to provide people with different editions based on their wants and said, all right, here is a version that has no noise reduction whatsoever. And it gives it a lot more of an authentic film experience. And there's others who say, I want to have a cleaner looking film. And so they say, all right, here's ours with the digital uh, noise reduction. So that's really cool, though. Uh, yeah, I would definitely like to learn, learn more about it. And hopefully uh, they're able to work together to find maybe versions that don't have those same imperfections and can, you know, create a, a, a super cut, essentially um, a perfect cut or near perfect cut. Yeah, it's amazing that fans care more about preserving films than some of the filmmakers. And that's what ticks me off to no end about James Cameron. 
James Cameron had so many brilliant ideas back in the day. He's made so many great films throughout his history. And he, instead of focusing on those films and making those films better and being able to create new great stories, he decided to pick one of the worst things he's ever done, which is Avatar, and then dedicate the rest of his entire life to it. And it, it just frustrates me to no end because it's such a waste of time. It's such a waste of time. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of money and resources. Again, they put like a billion dollars towards all of these films together. And yeah, it's infuriating. Because I think about the amount of money that he already had. I think about how much money he was given to work on these films for Disney. And then I think, man, if he had spent all this time instead getting a proper release of True Lies, a proper release of The Abyss, focusing on other stories that are actually good instead of knockoffs of Pocahontas and knockoffs of, you know, Dances with Wolves and knockoffs of Ferngully. Imagine. Imagine there's no Pandora. Oh, wouldn't that be a great world? <laughs> That'd be a great world to live in. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Let's see. Orange Hat says, the only problem about the investigation uh, you want into cuties is it was done in France where sexualization of kids is more common. Yeah, no, exactly. Which is why, as I said, if if any resources are going to be spent, as much as I appreciate the effort that's been going into to to hold Netflix accountable, at the end of the day, Netflix distributed the film, which is, again, bad enough. And they marketed the film, and the way they marketed it was disgusting. So I'm fine with Netflix getting taken down for those things, because I think that that's a violation of some laws. But that's, and again, I know it's tricky because of being in a different country, especially, right? Because you are correct, right? It is a French-based film. That's where it was made, it was produced in France, and Netflix just picked it up for distribution. However, I still would really want that to be looked into. Because to me, that's beyond just a... Uh, country's laws thing that's uh, uh that's getting into human rights violations in general uh Nate Slice says, i wonder if disney is ever going to do a new show called winnie the putin <laughs> be kind of nice uh sure <laughs> laura says i found the grand inquisitor from rebels creepy and intimidating yep again i, I think that it's just they can't they can't transfer their characters it's like at the end of the book of boba fett when they decide to bring in the bounty hunter, when they decide to bring in Cad Bane. And you think back to the show, you think back to, I'm pretty sure that was Clone Wars, right? Either Clone Wars or Rebels. But you think back to either of them, uh, I think maybe it was Rebels. Again, I'm not very good when it comes to which one is which. It's from one of them. You think back to the animation style, you think back to the characterization, and it's menacing. It's like, oh, this is such a cool character. And then you look and see how they did it in live action. You're like, this is terrible. This is awful. Especially when you look at his teeth. The teeth are what got me because I was like, I understand what you're trying to do with the teeth. It's just not translating. So any good filmmaker, any good writer, any person that actually knows the material would say, all right, we're, 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 trying, to, we're trying so hard to make the character look with like the sharp teeth and everything, we're starting to make it look stupid. It just looks bad. We need to actually change this up a bit to actually make it look a little bit more menacing, if this is the direction that we even want to go in in the first place. 
But yeah, they already messed up Cad Bane, so it looks like they're going to mess up the Grand Inquisitor as well, which I'm not surprised by. as This is Disney we're talking about, and they're just notorious for messing these things up. Marmadog, what's going on? It says, we've already seen the best of the Batman already. The next two movies will be less original and more woke. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's definitely an opportunity for them to push it in a more political direction, sadly. Um, and I honestly don't want what they did with, uh, and since we're now two weeks in, I will talk about spoiler stuff with the Batman. So you have been warned, but we are two weeks in. So if you really cared that much to see it and cared about spoilers, you would have seen it by now. But when they show you that little bit of the Joker in prison and you hear the voice, it's just cringe on the surface of it. And then you think to yourself, no, just, just, just don't. Because if they decide to go in that direction, it's just not going to end well. It's just not going to end well. And I don't trust them. Uh, let's see. Visible Max says, funny that Anna said that because of the Grand Inquisitor was in Pride and Prejudice, just not as Mr. Darcy. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Geek344, I think Cameron is going to give up on doing 4K transfers of his movie after the T2 debacle, so we may never see True Lies or The Abyss on 4K. From him or from the studio, yes. We can still see it. Again, what it's going to require is it's going to require fans to come together, similar to the Project 4K. In fact, I think the Project 4K crew for Star Wars, I know that Star Wars is their passion, but I think that at this point, they must have learned so much about the transfer process, been able to buy all of the equipment necessary for their 4K scans, and learned a lot about color grading and all this stuff. I really hope that Project 4K starts taking on other projects. Because if Project 4K started to go after films like this, like films that people are clamoring for, where, hey, if this existed on this format, we would buy it. I think that they would do really well. I think that they could have even more success. But I would love for the fan movement that is Project 4K to start taking on other projects, other films, and other uh, preservation projects. I think they would do a great job with it. I think that they would do an excellent job with it. Because from what I've seen of their stuff with, with Star Wars, they've done such a great job. And I haven't even gotten the 4K version. Because now, now that I actually have 4K TV, I can actually start to look in the process of, okay, how do I get their 4K transfer? And how do I get that onto a 4K disc? Because there's limitations to how you can do that. I don't know if I can actually get a 4K disc image onto a 4K disc, let alone if it would even be within you know the ability of, of cost efficiency but yeah i would really love for them to actually take the time to work on other projects too because i'm pretty sure that they've finished up with all of their um, star wars projects the last time i looked at it i'm pretty sure that they had done there was only one film i think that they had left but i think that they had done it all let me see Let's see where they are. Let's see, because 4K77, they got all of the awesome breakdowns of everything they've done. I just, again, I love how they have it broken down. I love, you know, the transparency. So, yeah, they had Project 4K77 done. Let's see, 4K80. Yep. 
Yep, 4K 80, they finished. It says, last updated February 18th, when a film professionally scanned in 16-bit color DPX image, every single frame weighs in at 100 megabytes. With upwards of 175 uh, frames in each uh, film, a complete scan requires 21 terabytes of storage, 42 terabytes if you want a backup copy, and then you need at least another 21 terabytes to work on it. Over $1,000 just in hard drives, therefore required for every film. Having the film cleaned prior to scanning costs another $870 plus $75 shipping. And then the scanning costs between $2,000 and $15,000, depending on where you send it. And this is all excluding the cost of buying the prints. The Star Wars LPP was $2,000. The the latest Empire print was $5,000. Please do consider donating. It all goes into account. Use for funding these projects. Man. It says here, the Star Wars Special Edition uh, restoration cost 20th Century Fox an estimated $20 million. Earned them $138 million at the box office in 97. So far, this restoration, including money spent on 4K77 and 4K83, has cost TN1 a little over $16,000. But sadly, there can be no box office receipts on DVD and Blu-ray sales. So they require uh, they uh, rely solely on uh, donations. But again, that's what I love. It's it's fans, and they're like, all of this together, we spent sixteen thousand dollars. The studio it took them millions of dollars to do what we're doing, and I think it just goes and heads and sh- it goes ahead to show you that fans can do it better. It's just like when they showed Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian season two. And it looked terrible. With all the money and technology that they had, Disney, it looked terrible. It looked awful. It looked so fake. And then within days, someone just at home was able to, to use deep fake technology to create a much better looking image. And I think that what they're doing with Project 4K has just done such a great job. So yeah, that was the last one that they were actually uh, working on. So yeah, their, their projects are done. So it looks like they've, they've finished all of them. I would love for them to start moving on to um, other projects. I would love for them to start to use what they've learned, use the technology, because at one point, some of their early scans, they were using their own stuff. So interesting that they started to change over to sending it out to be scanned instead professionally. But hey, it's it's leading them to have these uh, amazing prints preserving that which George Lucas himself never desired to preserve. It's amazing. Mark Lizeth says, uh, after Zack Snyder's Justice League wins at the Ravens, I can't wait for another Avatar sequel to do. To. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, there's there's no chance in heck that uh, that, that movie wins. At, at, least, at least not for, for best movie of the year. I'm just I'm just gonna say uh, it's not in the cards for that movie. It's not in the cards. Thank the Lord. Luckily, there are enough sane people in the world who are being able to offset the trolls that are gonna try and push that film over the edge. Because that's where you forget it's not based on popular vote at the Raven Awards. It's based off of total popularity. So even if you put it at number one several times or get a bunch of people to put several times o- over, if you have a lot of other people who are doing legit votes and they honestly didn't like the film and it comes in at the number eight spot several times, nope. 
Those films in the two and three spot therefore become that much more important. That's why I love doing the system that way. It's a weighted score. And I'm sad that you enjoy such a terrible film. Uh, Harwick says they should have cast Doug Jones as the Grand Inquisitor. Doug Jones, yes, absolutely. Very talented actor, especially under... Because then you could have done... Uh, you could use the makeup. He may have been able to bring in some of his insights working with Guillermo del Toro and may have been able to help make everything look a lot better. Daniel T. over in Odyssey says they changed Ms. Marvel's powers in the trailer, so already you're not getting a comic or game-accurate character. Oh, goodness. I know that that was something that we kind of knew beforehand. I think that was something from... Was it from a teaser or from uh, just general leaks? We had an idea that the powers were being changed. But it's just so stupid. It just is. Uh, the R says, we will put the Dominion machines to vote for the Snyder Cut. Well, luckily, we don't use those here in Asgard. <laughs> we use much more reliable software. Which is just a Google form. <laughs> Let's see. Ill Rain Ill says, what were some of the most compelling scenes for you from The Batman? I really enjoyed the I enjoyed the sequences where you just got to see Batman do his thing especially in the Batcave. And I know that's very broad in general, but I've seen the film one time and so I don't have a scene that I can recollect, recollect with a lot of clarity. Typically the, my brain works where I need to see a film probably twice before I can start to do that. But I just, one of my favorite aspects of the film is getting to see Detective Batman. I thought that was a really cool concept. I thought it was done very well. Um, the scene that I still think sticks out to me the most, though, is that car chase sequence where he is chasing Penguin. I love, I love that chase sequence. I think it was fantastic. It was a great mixture of actual, legit stunt work and some CGI elements that I think were not overdone or over uh, overbearing in any way, which was nice. Let's see. All right, so Daniel Thorne, it looks like you uh, trolled me o- earlier. You trolled me earlier. There were no ice creams earlier. Philly to Hobbit Allen sent two, though. So uh, only for Philly to Hobbit Allen, but not for you, Daniel Thorne, for lying to me. Uh, thank you very much for the two ice cream donations, Philly to Hobbit. But how dare you, Daniel Thorne, lie to me about there being ice creams earlier. You upset me. <sighs> and then you got me thinking about ice cream. Hardwick says, in the Batman, the Riddler was being used at the end as a ham-fisted allegory for Q, the part of his online follower. Oh, yeah, for sure. Again, I think there are completely legitimate criticisms of the movie, especially since uh, Paul freaking Dano, again, as an actor who you all know I really am thoroughly happy with as an actor, even he has come out, though, to say that the director, I think it was the director of the writers, came up to him saying that they wanted him to play the character as an incel. I think that's worthy of criticism. I think that's worthy of calling out. I think that is worthy of people being upset and saying, yeah, I, I don't want to see this film or uh, that makes me not like the film as much. Again, I totally understand it. I'm just someone who is not budging on this because 
All I can speak to is my first viewing of the film. In my second viewing of the film, if those things get, you know, if there, if those things stand out more than what I think that they will for me, and especially if there's other things that I didn't see the first time, or if knowing those things colors what has happened previously, that could have an impact. But I'm not one of those persons where I'm just going to change my opinion or change my grade because other people don't like something. I try and be as much as my own person as I possibly can. And that's why I say I respect anyone that's criticizing it. I think that they're le- all of those are very legitimate criticisms that you're bringing up. I'm just saying that after the first time watching the film, we didn't have that information about Paul Dano uh, confirming that. Paul freaking Dano confirming that. Amongst a lot of the other stuff that we've talked about. Let's see. All right, we got about eight minutes left. So I'm going to try and get through as many of these last comments as I can. Uh, let's see. Ilraine says, I know that feeling. I did enjoy the detective-based concept. Yeah, I, I thought they did it very well. And yeah, Colin Farrell was one, also my favorite part. So not just the, the chase sequence, which was great because of the practical effects being used, and just how seamlessly a lot of the CGI elements in that chase sequence were used. Again, they did a great job using actual stunt men and women doing those scenes, and then also CGI as well. And yeah, Colin Farrell just disappeared into that role. Uh, so kudos as well to the makeup team for turning him into a different person. And of course, the only way that that works is if Colin Farrell puts on this amazing performance, which he did. You didn't ever feel like he was just waiting on or using the mask to do the work for him. He was instead uh, waiting on, or rather he was instead using his skills as an actor to work with it, which is very, very important. Uh, Rosie G12. What's going on? Rosie says, hi, Odin chat. Just want to say hi at the end. Just got home from the office. Well, hopefully you had a nice day. Just got home from my trip drive, uh, drove about five hours, five and a half hours or so back from Philly. So we stayed overnight a little outside of Roanoke, for a little family time. Unfortunately, I was not feeling all that well, but I'm glad I'm feeling better today. Uh, Laura says, I love the red flare scene in the flooded auditorium. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Agreed. Also, that all that, all that does is remind me of a series that was the last video I did before going on vacation. And it was my review of All of Us Are Dead on... Uh, on Netflix, it's the zombie apocalypse show featuring high schoolers, or at least it's set in a high school. It's such a great show, guys. It really is. I kind of just want to rewatch it. Tell you, everything coming out of South Korea just seems to be really solid stuff. Thank you, Rain. I appreciate it. Uh, Slicer, tag to say, I sent you ice creams, but Putin ate them all. Mmm, sure, Slicer. Sure you did. Uh, Jacob, not the appropriate place for that, man. Not the appropriate place for that. Vincent Womack, uh, you should get Huggin and Munum to hang out in the chat and report back to you. Not more lies. What? I, I miss be, I must be missing something there. Mr. Peabody, what's going on, man? Thank you very much for being here. Daniel Thorne says, I could have sworn I saw an ice cream. Nope. I, not when I pulled that up, I didn't see it. 
Did not see it. Favorite sci-fi tagged, or is a member, rather, so it doesn't have to tag. I haven't watched The Batman, but I may watch Dog to see if Channing Tatum can act a dog. <laughs> Dang! He's throwing out some hot fire there. Throwing out some hot fire. <laughs> uh, Peabody, what's up, bro? Says, did you drive or push your car with this gas prices? I probably should have pushed the car. I probably should have taken a horse and buggy, to be honest. But no, I drove. Luckily, uh, luckily my car, it's not completely new. It's 2017. But when I'm on the highway interstate, it gets about, I can get around 450 miles per gallon. Not miles, no, no, not miles per gallon. Total range, I can get about 450 or so. Usually it's between like 425 and, and 450 is the range I've seen. And uh, so luckily we don't have to stop very much. We only ever really have to stop more than I would like because when you're traveling with baby Thor, obviously you need to have a little extra stop in there. But typically both ways, we only had to stop once each time. So we got about halfway, or roughly halfway, enough to where I needed gas, stopped, and then did the rest all the way through. He's he's actually, a Baby Thor is actually a very good traveler, so very happy with that. Uh, Lucas says, I think I'll call it a night. You'll have a blessed, fruitful rest of your week. Yeah, I know it's late where you are, man, so thank you for staying on, and uh, you have a good one. And uh, pray for Russia, and pray for Pope Francis, and, and pray that this consecration... I don't know if you have seen that or heard it, Luca. I think maybe you were one. I can't remember if you were ones that mentioned it. But yeah, let's hope and pray that uh, the consecration to Russia is legit this time. We need it. We need it. Harry says, did the flare scene in the Batman remind you of the trench scene in Aquaman? A little bit, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's, a, I think that's actually a really good shout. Uh, awesome one says, good morning. Oh, is it morning where you are? It's not where I am. Ah, visit Womack. Y'all should all know this by now. I am not an expert. I'm not an expert on Norse mythology. I love when people are like, oh, your nickname's Odin. It must mean you know everything about Norse mythology. No, not really. Uh, for the channel, Kane Lee, what's going on? How's it going? Thank you for being here. Someone just put gelato. All right. Uh, last comments here. We got Miss Peabody yesterday. I put $25 in, got 11 liters. That works out to eight sixty a gallon. Dang. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Uh, Bruce then says, when you pass through here via I-65, did you wave at Dean and me? <laughs> I thought about every time I saw a sign for Lexington or just anything in, in the Kentucky area, I was just like, oh, got it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know people. That are in the surrounding areas. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nearside Cyclops tag to say, if your car is getting 450 MPG, send it back so it can be reproduced en masse. It would be the Christian thing to do. Yeah, I meant total range. Yeah, for me, I don't care about 0 to 60 unless it's something that I can get in. If, if I can accelerate well enough to get onto an interstate effectively, that's all I need. So whatever I need for that, that's all I need. The only other thing I really care about is point A to point B and to a lesser extent, the range, or sorry, point A to point B, the range is one of the most important things to me. And then maybe storage space as well. So I'm someone where I've driven a Camry in my life and I loved it. Uh, I have an Elantra. I love it. 
because of especially the the range on it. But yeah, if, if they can start developing this technology so that you can get up to like seven, eight hundred miles a gallon. I keep saying miles a gallon. Seven, eight hundred miles in total range. I'm down. But as you all know, I mentioned this previously before, and I, again, it might be like beating a dead horse here. But if we can just get some of that infrastructure for hydrogen cars, that's what I. That's my dream. A hydrogen car that can go like a thousand miles. I think they've built one already that can go a thousand miles on a single uh, tank. I'm down. I am down because again, range is one of the most important things to me. Safety is obviously important as well. But uh, let's see. Laura says uh, Tatum could take some acting lessons from the dog. Dang! Oh, she's spitting that hot fire. She's spitting that hot fire. Fifth Channel Kenny Lee is also in Kentucky. A lot of people in Kentucky, it looks like. In the surrounding areas, California's asked people not to charge their electric cars because the grid can't handle it. I saw that forever sci-fi, and I laughed. I laughed because people don't understand that, oh, we need to move to electric. No, what we need to do is first become energy independent. The best way we can do that, by the way, is by investing in nuclear technology. We have the technology now. If you actually had a movement to build more reactors, etc., and develop the technology that we have available, we could be, as far as the electric grid is concerned, the independent from uh, natural gas usage for electricity within the next 10 years, I would argue. But the reason why they're not going to do that, be one of the last things I say on this, the reason why they're not going to do this is because then, oh, now we don't need oil at all, really. And, oh, now the petrodollar goes away, and now all of a sudden, ooh, everything falls apart. Everything that they've been building on, all of the uh, spending, uh, you know, all the debt spending, you know, deficit spending, etc., all of it goes up in flames. So that's why they're not going to do it. Her sci-fi, yet they want us to buy electric cars. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And that's why I said before, if they want to decrease electricity prices and miss out on these uh, blackouts, etc., nuclear energy is the way to go. And for cars, I'm sorry, until you can find a way to, one, not have to use lithium-ion batteries that require you to use slave labor, amongst other things, in the construction of them, and find a way to actually be able to dispose of those batteries properly, you should instead invest in technology like hydrogen because the only byproduct of hydrogen is water, H2O. And the only criticism that people can come up with, with is one, oh, wouldn't explode. Actually, no, they've done the test on it, and no, the hydrogen car would not explode. In fact, it's more dangerous to drive a gasoline car than a hydrogen car because of you know how light the gas is and, and also how much structural support they put into those tanks. So, boom, the, the number one thing that people bring up, not even a factor, not even a problem. And the second thing that anyone would ever be able to uh, potentially bring up as well uh, would be talking about the, I guess, the pricing of hydrogen. But that could also be offset if it is actually being produced a lot more, which it can be. But yeah, there, it's a myth that hydrogen cars explode. Nope, not a thing. Look it up. There's some awesome, uh, I think it was, I think Hyundai has the Mirai, I think is what it's called. It's either the Hyundai or Toyota Mirai. And it's a pretty cool car. It's it's not the best, but it's a pretty cool car. No, definitely not doing nuclear-powered cars. We're definitely not anywhere near close to that. Definitely not anywhere close to that. 
Nuclear is the way to go, and we need to fully fund a fusion research. Amen. Yeah, because if we can find a way to contain the energy for fusion, yeah, even more stuff. Even more stuff. Yeah. I think I think these cell cars, the hydrogen fuel cells, I think that's the future. Because the only the only problem is that the infrastructure is gonna cost a lot. But that's true of almost any of the other things that they've been looking into. Uh, hydrogen, uh, sorry, Hardwick says, would you prefer to see Scott Eastwood as Wolverine, Batman, or Captain America? Uh, Scott Eastwood. Uh, out of all of those, probably Batman. If I was going to be honest, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm really wanting him in either of those roles though. Have a good night. Odin says orange Hat reviews. Thank you very much. And good luck on your stream tonight. The stupid wind turbines are extremely toxic and damaging as well. Yep. But no one wants to talk about that. Physics channel. Kenny Lee speaks the truth. Go science. Odin. Hey, coming from the physics channel with Kenny Lee, the physics channel saying that I'm, that I'm right on my science. Okay. I will take that as a victory. <laughs> Peabody says they have perpetual engines but won't use them and as far as needing oil not true almost everything in your house requires oil to produce start with plastic oh no no trust me what I meant by that is for electricity production I tried to I tried to sneak that in to make that clear maybe I didn't but what I meant is we would no longer be dependent upon oil for producing of electricity because if you move off to just a nuclear powered grid that can provide all the electricity that you could ever possibly need for the grid you would still use the uh you would still use those fossil fuels that is true but you would use it uh, you would use so much less to the effect that that the same thing that i mentioned earlier would still happen harvard then says hydrogen cars absolutely can explode just roll a grenade under one and you'll see yes but again you roll a grenade underneath a gas-powered car, and the same thing's gonna happen. <laughs> Anything can explode when you throw when you put a grenade underneath it. <laughs> oh man, oh man. But yeah, in fact, I think the the number one thing. It's so funny because environmentalists who are trying to keep everyone so focused on battery powered while ignoring the actual tremendous uh, problems that battery powered has with environmental issues, especially when it comes to being able to dispose of those batteries properly and, and, you know, sustainably as they always like to say, you know, they'll, they'll be very quick to judge hydrogen powered saying, yeah, but in order to do that, you, you need to produce so much carbon. And then it's like, really? We're still going on the carbon stuff? Okay, then how about this? You have carbon catchers, because again, we have this technology now where we can capture the carbon that we're using, because again, what you do is having a lot of cows, for instance, with methane. All right, find a way, separate the methane. That You get a ton you get a ton of hydrogen from that, and then all the leftover stuff, things like carbon. Okay, guess what you can do with carbon? Graphite, or graphene, rather. Okay, graphene is a really awesome new innovative battery technology that can hold more power and weigh a lot less. Boom. You got some. People don't want to use their brains here. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, what's going on, man? Thank you for being here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can check that out. It says, The Burning Sea Worth a Watch, Scandinavian film. Uh, for sci-fi, that's only in the movie Grenades, Spew, Shrapnel, Not Heat. Oh, for sci-fi. Coming in with some facts. 
Uh, point taken. Australia would do well to move to nuclear, but we banned it back in 1998 and unlikely to reverse that. And again, that's the sad thing is that so many people, when you bring up anything about nuclear, all that they have in their heads are what happened in Chernobyl, which let's be honest, that was because of the incompetency of the government and regulators there. That was an accident waiting to happen. And then the only other ones that people bring up are like partial meltdowns. And once again, a lot of that is because of of incompetence and the technology has advanced so much that those things would have been avoided with the technology that we have now. In fact, we have technology now where those types of meltdowns don't even happen. The risks of those meltdowns don't even happen either. So yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, let's see near side Cyclops. How much battery can hold and how long it takes to charge are two really big issues also. Exactly. Which is again, a benefit you could have. So how about we shift all of our focus to hydrogen power? Cause that'd be awesome. Again, byproduct from cars, especially would just be water. And then from that, guess what? You can then also capture carbon. And then with the carbon, you can work on and have a plethora of resources in graphene and then be able to produce graphene. And then from the graphene, boom, battery power. Solved it. I've just solved all the world's issues in just about five minutes, but I do have to go. Thank you all very much. Every single body out there. Uh, for being uh, the amazing people that you are. Shout out to all of my people here on Odyssey, on YouTube, uh, on DLive as well. And of course, anyone watching on Twitter, thank you very much for your love and for your support. Um, we went a little bit over tonight, but that is okay. Thank you to everyone who super chatted tonight. Thank you to everyone for your love and for your support. I'll have a full box office breakdown tomorrow morning being released, both here and on the Geeks and Gamers channel. I don't know when it. I don't know when it'll release on Geeks and Gamers. I can say that the one on this channel will release. Uh, first thing in the morning and uh yeah hopefully i'm able to get some stuff going so if you are a member of the army of the asgard level uh which is the level for giveaways uh do look to the giveaways channel on discord if you don't have access to giveaways the giveaways channel on discord and your army of asgard level and above on patreon subscribe star and locals again those are the three for that level uh please just reach out to me um, through whatever platform you're supporting me on, and I will get that information to you as soon as I can. I want to make sure that every single person is taken care of in that level. Also, be on the lookout uh, if you're a keeper of the Bifrost level or above. This goes for everyone, including YouTube members. It's the only one when the YouTube members actually do get brought into this as well for the podcast Q&A post. So that'll be posted for YouTube members. It'll be in the uh, community tab. If you want to ask me or John Flickinger any questions, movie-related or just anything, really, we talk about tons of stuff from conspiracies to movies, so really anything's on the table. That post will be coming out very, very soon, and hopefully we'll be recording that podcast sometime this week while I am off, and so if any of that stuff sounds like fun to y'all, please, again, check out that top link in the video description. It is w.lo. It's my Willow link, and basically it's a link tree that has uh, information to all of the different ways you can support the channel, ways that you can follow me as well, uh, just again, to, to have, you know, a like or a follow or whatever it is, get anything that you want to do. Uh, anyway, uh, Ozzy fam, thank y'all very much for being here. Uh, the R, uh, Daniel T y'all are freaking awesome. And again, a shout out of course, as always to Tina and Steph, my Valkyrie, uh, for just being amazing. And to everyone else for being here tonight as well. Anyway, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. I will see you this Friday on Friday Night Tights, and I will see you this Saturday as well. You guys are great. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And as always, actually, before going, I do need to shout out a new member, Brett D 90 Thank you very much for becoming a six-month supporter over on, uh, over on Locals. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Anyway, you guys rock. Have a wonderful rest of your uh, evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my March Patreon subscribe star and locals members. Starting off first with my Patreon members, animation commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Fuzz Aldrin, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, The Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Also, a shout out to my Subscribestar members, starting off with Trent Johnson, Matt317, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, Jera, the beer guru, and Zikeman. And a final shout out to my locals members, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, and Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for being supporters, monthly supporters of the channel. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and every single video, please check out the pinned, uh, right on the pinned, the, the, the very top link in the video description it is noted as the willow link there it'll bring you to uh, basically a link uh, tree of all the different places that you can support on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on Locals. And also there are other tiers that you can get access to as well, including an Army of Asgard level where you get not only the shout-out, but you also get access to a giveaways channel that I have on my Discord where you get uh, offers of giveaways, or rather you get access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, digital codes, all kinds of stuff, steelbooks. It's just, uh, I'm giving away stuff all the time over there, and it's a lot of fun as well. So go check that out if you're interested. There's also the Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is the higher level up than that, and you get all everything from the previous tiers. Plus, you get access to a once or twice a month podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where you get to ask us Q&A, right? You get to ask us questions, uh, any question that you like, uh, movie or non-movie related. We will answer them uh, once, maybe twice a month. Uh, we're trying to work on a second opportunity for us to, to have a show, but right now it's at least once a month so again you get access with that with the keep of the bifrost level and then there is the chosen of valhalla level the very premium level where you get access to all of those things plus you get to be featured on the channel once a month with me and the other chosen members where we talk about movies and 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 stuff anything really that the chosen want to talk about and it's always a very fun discussion we usually have about three three and a half hour discussion so again that's what you get access to at the chosen of valhalla level also you get a free t-shirt during your first month all you need to do is just let me know uh, what t-shirt you want from the store and also their size location etc and i send those out anywhere in the world anyway you guys are all amazing and beautiful people thank you all so very much again for your love and for your support have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless